0: The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. On this week's episode, I have my sister joining me, Francesca Taylor. She has joined me on the episode and really because we just happened to be hanging out together, I thought this was a great time to... Pull her back on the show. It's been a couple of years since she's since you all have heard from her. So we are about to get into some updates. I've been doing my own reflection as I work on uh, providing relevant services, really, um, to the Mind in My Black Business community. She has had, um, she has the perspective of participating in some of that. So you'll hear her talk about that. And then... So she kind of helps me think through some things, affirm some things um, as I move forward. So take a listen to our our combo and we just really kind of get into um, some ultimate questions as it relates to business building, whether you're at the beginning stages or you have a few years under your belt, you always are trying to find ways to make the right move. So that's what we'll be talking about. Take a listen. Welcome, Welcome to Mighty my, my Black, black Business. Black, 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 black. <laughs> so you gonna take a deep breath when I hear record, family. <laughs> On today's episode, we have a. Special guest. That was not your opportunity to start. I have Um, not introduced you yet. mm -hmm. Y'all, it's my sister. Hello. Okay. Hey, everybody. Wait a minute.
1: She's so
0: fast. (laughs) It's my sister, y'all. Her name is Francesca Taylor. And she has been on this episode before. Well, not this episode, but this show before. Mm -hmm. Like episode. Episode two, Homes. Right? No, I don't think it was two. Like, I think you wanted to be two. I think it must be like four or five. Hmm. Maybe three, but definitely not two, because two was new podcast. Who this? I maybe that was one. Uh huh. But you wasn't two. Uh. Let's check the receipts. Later. I, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. So anyway, she is here. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because we have the luxury of being in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in the same place where we'll my recording equipment is. Mm-hmm. So that always makes for a nice little combo. And it's just time. We two years in the game with this podcast. You was with us from the beginning. Yep. You got your own business building journey. Yep. And so I'm curious about some things. She has no idea what I'm about to ask her. And I, frankly, yep. like it that way. Because I feel like mm-hmm. that's how it's supposed to go. She don't know what I'm going to say in return, either. I do not. But I know you better act like we was raised by the same mama and daddy. You that's all I'm saying. The, no, you, gotta edit, you gotta
1: edit
0: uh, uh, Keep on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell mama. So, anyway. Welcome to the show, friends. Thank you. Uh, yes. Okay, so, friend. Can you introduce yourself to the people and tell them where they can find you
1: okay my name is francesca taylor and i can be found on ig at black urbanist traveler that's traveler with two l's all one word um and i am currently working on launching um avador june Avidora Jenna is my collection of paintings um, and uh, print art um, that will um, that will be transfer- transferred on home goods and clothing, mugs, uh, etc. But things that just reflect black beauty um, and also landscapes and flowers. You know things that just kind of make me happy, and I want to put that happiness back out there to people. So how long have you been painting? So I've been painting for a while. I'm still considered. I still consider myself a novice. In fact, I was just sketching earlier today, trying to get my skills up. But I've been painting altogether. Wow, probably for about seven years now. Eesh. Um, but a little off and on because, um, you know I've been balancing the nine to five, and painting. Um, so. Typically, I get into painting more when I'm a little bit more stressed, so I guess it's a good thing that I haven't been painting a lot, but I'm trying to, you know, create a little bit more balance instead of it just being something i turn to
0: when I'm stressed out. Okay. So, seven years, why did you, why did you start painting? So, I think we talked about this in episode two. I don't think it's episode two, but go ahead. Uh
1: Uh-huh. But, um so I started painting when I was in grad school as the, a means to release I was so in grad school I, um, my graduate degree is community planning and that really involves a lot of um, landscape architecture um, it's kind of a, a balance of civil engineering and art in a way um, so with that I took a um, study abroad course I studied abroad in Rome and all of my peer students could you know go out to an open space and draw a piazza and draw the people at the cafes and I just started to get a little jealous I'm like I'm you know I'm a melanated person melanated people usually have like talents you know and I'm wondering could this be a talent that I could draw from so I just kind of um, forced myself so to speak uh, as a starter and then um, just be, just came to love the ability to reinterpret what I was seeing in my own drawing.
0: Okay. That's dope. I mean, it's... Um, I think that we probably come from a creative family. And so what I mean by that is... That there were little ways in which... Creativity was kind of sprinkled through like we were always kind of a part of the art so whether that means we were creating art and you know taking piano lessons Mm -hmm. um or doing craft projects through girl scouts Mm -hmm. or um being assaulted by music on saturday mornings uh (laughs) because mama said it was time to get up right uh
1: listening to mom and dad's records
0: yeah, when they that went yeah. Home. Well that was your thing that you you <laughs> took their records. Um and uh or just listen to, you know, dad's radio stations, uh, mm-hmm. when he picked us up from school. Blah blah blah. So I think art has kind of always been in the background of kind of what of our existence. And so it's interesting that as adults, we still find ourselves kind of still attached to art or creating art, um, in one one form or another, and so, um, so yeah, so I wanted to not only, so I did just check the receipts and it was episode three. Oh, okay, I was close. Uh, so you still gonna try to make yourself win? Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. so it was not episode two, it was three. So. Um so anyway, and that was August of two thousand seventeen. So it was time for you to it was time for you to come back. All these pauses of me making uh <laughs> faces at my sister yes. because she insists on making this ambient noise <laughs> and I need her to sit still. Uh so anyway, um so welcome back to the show after a two year well after doing this, um, you know, for episode three.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: Of course. Of course. So I'm really curious about, you know, one of the things that happened last fall is... So around this time, actually, we had just concluded, Mind My My Black Business had its first uh, mastermind. Mm -hmm. And so what I didn't share with the audience is who was a part of the mastermind. Um, And I won't talk about the whole class, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a little liberty... Um yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and asking you about it as one of the participants. And so it was interesting for me as the one who was like facilitating the mastermind experience. Um, so let me back up a little bit. So in the fall of last year we did a group mastermind. Um, so the Mind in My Black business uh business mastermind is what happened. Then it was six weeks Um, And it was in the evenings, somewhere about an hour, between an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half. I think originally it was slated to be just an hour, but we could not cover the material we needed to cover in just an hour. So it wound up being somewhere between 75 to 90 minutes each session. And that was actually Mm -hmm. one of the main feedbacks from um, the participants is that next time we just need to have longer sessions. Um, just so that we can continue the the work and the momentum that was being um, generated through each session. So, you happen to be a part of that inaugural uh, class, inaugural Mm -hmm. group cohort, insert whatever word we want to use there. And um, it was interesting when you signed up because I was a little conflicted by it. So, what I mean by that is... um, should you be a part of this group because there's kind of, for me, that was like a little level of an added pressure. Like, there's one thing to mm-hmm. sort of be your sibling, mm-hmm. the older sibling. Mm-hmm. Bossy sibling. As I might add. Wait a minute now. <laughs> uh, so, there's one thing to be your sibling. It's another thing to um, facilitate uh emotional wellness for business building growth process for you like that felt different and um would I be able to sort of stay in my lane and not either be you know not be overly relying on you or overly like friend do this friend do that like Mm -hmm. I had to like consciously as I was creating it, as I was facilitating it, as I was doing follow-up, making sure I was doing, like, the same treatment for you that I was doing for everybody else. Not to talk to you about it in between sessions. Yeah. Um, so, it was a lot of me having to monitor my own boundaries mm-hmm. and not play the big sister card and be like, so how's it going? What you think? Da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, so... So, yeah. So, it was it was interesting on my end to have you a part of that experience. But, one thing I haven't done was sort of had somebody on the show to talk about it. Because, in all honesty, once that wrapped up, that session wrapped up the whole six weeks, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if what? I'm... Yeah, I'm getting ready to say. I'm in the middle of talking. So, of course. Um... The reason why is because while I found while I found the uh information and the time together to be really helpful um, it was stressful as the one facilitating mm-hmm. it, and I think that was largely due in part to it being the first one mm-hmm. and still sort of navigating my way around which information was going to be helpful, which was going to be most relevant. Even as we went through sessions, I would pull things in and out of it based on who was in the group and where the energy seemed to be. Um, I like the idea of it. Um, There was even moments where I'm like, I don't know. I just felt... So, I I had a very hard critique about um, sort of my role in it and what happened. I'm so glad of what happened in terms of the participants. And so, what I mean by that is the people who were in it who came together who didn't know each other. And um, you all have stayed in um, communication and have found ways to kind of partner outside of it so you wouldn't have met
1: in mm-hmm. any other
0: way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm proud of that, that that happened um, and that we were able to support each of you throughout the process. And at the end, you were able to have, like, some actionable steps um, around your business and what you wanted to do. So that feels like a win because that was the point. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just more of a reflection of me as the facilitator. And I think that's kind of the what we all have, I think, as entrepreneurs. We kind of get in our own heads around projects as we launch them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm saying all that to say, that's sort of all I was left with in terms of me and my role. But I'm curious about you uh, as being a participant of that. mm mm-hmm. What was your experience like, and um what made you do it? First of all, because I didn't, I didn't tell you to do it. You decided yeah. to do it. Oh, I am
1: told. Hmm. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I
0: did not tell you to do it.
1: You probably didn't. I can't
0: recall. I know exactly. I didn't. <laughs> I know I did not.
1: But um, I know I think it was a good experience, and I'm glad that I did it. And I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah. Now that you recall, now that I recall, I don't recall that you expressly asked me to to be involved. It was just something that I wanted to, I was interested in. I was wondering for myself if it, could, if it could be beneficial. And shout out to my cohort members. I think that I learned a lot from from them. I know I did. And we continually stay in touch. Um, we try to check in on each other every now and again via email or um, Facebook, any other means. Um, so I think that that's been helpful. Um why did I want to do it? I th- yeah, I think like I mentioned before, I wanted to understand a little bit more about how I could grow as an entrepreneur. I knew that I'm, you know, in, in many ways I continue to uh, categorize myself as a novice and very much so as an entrepreneur. Um, I think there's a lot of fears that, uh, you know, you have to confront and overcome as an entrepreneur and I was hoping that like some type of group structure would help me, you know, just talk things through and Understand how I wanted to roll out um, My business how I wanted to kind of set things things up who would be my key resources who would be my target target audience Just being able to talk those things through with with other Entrepreneurs I thought would be helpful um, And I was right. I think that the The, um, the experience um, and the engagement was very helpful. And I'm still, you know, um, kind of developing to the place where I, I feel comfortable to really um, kind of launch in the way that I want. But I'm closer to that place now, I think, after ha- after having had this um, interaction. So I thought it was good. And you, you talked about how you um, didn't talk between sessions, that kind of annoyed me for a couple, (laughs) a couple times. I was like, I know, but I really wanted to continue to talk about this thing that we were talking about, and you were like, nope, nope, you're gonna have to wait till next time, or talk to your cohort, so, um, but yeah, no, I think you really did kind of keep a fine balance between moderating and, you know, sisterly relations, so to speak, um, so, no, um, but yeah, I think, again, I, I think that one of the best things were um, learning from the members of the cohort and then some of the resources that you would provide
0: mm-hmm. to
1: us. Um, I think that was also very helpful so that I could know where to pick things up, you know, when it came to that time and place for me to execute certain things. So, um, no, I think it was a good experience. It's hard to think that it was a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's so odd, but time flies um but yeah it was a good experience all in all I would encourage others to kind of join in again I think it's this the strength of the team the strength of the other of the cohort the the members that you can learn from Mm -hmm. I think that's really um really kind of the biggest benefit having that community and kind of even a small community you know a subset Mm -hmm. of a larger community um that you can actually, you know, call and email and, hey, how did you do this thing that you were talking about earlier? Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in doing this thing for, you know, for the project that I'm working on. What were some of the questions that you had to ask yourself before you started? So things like that, you know, it's just kind of very valuable to get firsthand knowledge from people who are in it. Um, So, yeah, that's good. Yeah,
0: because I think one of the things that happened is – So there was a screening process. So everybody who wanted to participate was not a participant. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did a screener with all interested parties and, um, you know, provided them with more information about the intent of the group, the content that would be happening, and um, also to get a sense of them and their working style, uh, the, the extent to which they kind of had both an open mind and almost like open arms, because I think the only way a situation like this would be possible is if everybody came to the table ready to share and ready to support. And I feel like that is how this cohort showed up. They came in ready to discuss uh, what was going on for them as entrepreneurs yeah. as as well as providing resources to others but then also ready to stand in the gap for the others so the interesting piece is that there were you all were in different parts of entrepreneurship whether that is yeah. um a, the novice as you you know are describing yourself mm-hmm. um to well established businesses to Um, a serial entrepreneur having multiple businesses and so you all were in different parts and that wasn't even you know for some groups that might be the point which it doesn't make sense to have people in different parts of entrepreneurship um we weren't focused on business coaching so Mm -hmm. that wasn't necessarily the thing that or that wasn't the thing that would make or break your experience it was more about your willingness to talk about the things underneath entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. you talked about kind of the stresses of it all, um, the anxieties that come with it, the isolation, all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And so, <coughs> excuse me, um, I'm thinking about like revamping. So that's part of um, our conversation is that, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think I'm going to do it in the same Way I don't think it'll be the same kind of mastermind six week experience. I would like for it to kind of build back up to that maybe at some point. I think um, what I will do or the plan moving forward is to break it up into even smaller chunks um, because there is there are just so many. You know I've had these conversations with entrepreneurs for going on two years now, mm-hmm. and there's so many pieces to this whole puzzle when it comes to emotional well-being or even feeling safe as an entrepreneur. And so my plan moving forward is to have almost like um, intense sessions, so topic intense sessions in a group format. So there might be something around or there will be something about like – Isolation. There'll be something about kind of like basic self-care pieces. There'll be stuff around healthy communication, stuff around healthy boundaries. Um, and that will sort of have like very many masterminds in each one of those topic areas. And people can come in and out of the topics that most pertain to them or the mm-hmm. ones that they feel like they need most support around. And so I think what will happen is these bite-sized chunks will become more accessible to people. They'll feel like, oh, I can do an hour, maybe even an hour and a half if it's a one-off as opposed to committing okay. to six weeks. Hmm. Um, and then, ideally, I would like this to kind of roll into maybe some sort of accountability group. So the people who have, you know, had maybe three or four of these different webinars under their belt maybe they're going to want more consistent support from entrepreneurs and then it kind of rolls into something bigger. So I've been in the mindset now of, like, creating a lot of content recently. Um, and so I was curious as somebody who's kind of been on the receiving end of some of the comp- the content mm-hmm. really kind of do a in-the-moment assessment about mm-hmm. sort of where... Where you were and where you are as a result of having gone through the mm-hmm. experience so what would you say for you now where a year later what are some of the things that feel like they're the biggest hurdles for you when it comes to as an as a novice entrepreneur the biggest mm-hmm. hurdles for you when it comes to business building and I'm not talking about like creating a website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or all those, I'm not talking about, like, the business pieces. I mean, the, kind of the emotional pieces to doing Mm it. When you're a novice, there's lots to consider.
1: Right. Well, um, for me, I guess this is kind of a business and emotional piece. Like, I, I had to consider, and I'm still kind of contending with the... Um, ultimate business structure one of the biggest things that I talked about a mastermind group was um, whether or not I wanted to be kind of a non-profit business that did ca- uh, community art driven work or if I wanted to do kind of a pro- for-profit business and I really talked that out th- with my cohort members and um, wanted to identify uh, a structure that will keep me happy and and profitable. Mhm. Um so I think that that is something that from then to now I have a clear picture of of you know a way to balance both, you know, a way to give back to the community with the art that I'm um creating and yet still really legit legitimizing a, a, an extra stream of income for myself so I think that that may continue to be something that I'll um I'll continue to have to refine and check in with myself as to you know how am I benefiting communities that look like the ones that I came that I come from um and how am I also you know creating that financial well-being um, simultaneously. So I think over time I'll continue to ask myself that question, but I think giving my per- myself permission to ask that question and just seeing it in different ways, mm-hmm. I think that was really the biggest benefit. Um, having other perspectives from uh, my cohort members made me see, oh, you know, I was thinking about this like in an A, B, and C manner, but maybe it's a little bit more xyz or one two three like there's just a different way that I could um um a different way that I could structure my work in order to meet the underlying goals that I want
0: I would say if you if there was a choice between do I make profit or do I work for my community Mm -hmm. that I would say choose profit and let me explain what that means um, because I think if you are work, so you stated at the beginning of this episode that you, this business that you're creating is, people use the phrase side business, but it'll be a, you know, a side business cause you mm-hmm. have a nine to five. And so I think for any of us, whether this is a side business, whether this is your main gig if you are declaring that this is a business, then I would make moves with the intent. I would make moves, I would make plans with the intent of profit. Mm-hmm. And profit in the way that it would allow you to, because I think you're going to always lean towards, I'm going to provide a service that I feel like would be good for the greater community. But if you do all that work, and then on the other side of that, you're giving it away for free, then that's an easy kind of setup for Burnout. But if you're doing it in such a way that you're making a smart money plan around it in terms of like pricing uh, within the range of competition, pricing in such a way that you can create a livelihood out of it, then that takes away the financial burden of it all. Um, Because there's going to be a burden around it, the creativity pieces. So if you can take the financial burden off of it, um, I would lean towards that. But again, this is not me telling you what to do, as I often do. This is merely. Mm. <laughs> this is really a suggestion. Listen, us oldest siblings, we know what we got to do. We <clears throat> have always been told, watch out for your sister, watch out for your brother, and so we are doing just that. So, um, you know that doesn't stop even when, when we all get older, as <laughs> yeah. we all do, but. So yeah, I just really wanted to. I had you, I had you here, and I really wanted to um, borrow your brain power uh, and get a get an idea of what you were thinking because my goal is to kind of use a lot of that structure that we did for the mastermind and the feedback that you all provided, and just kind of the wonderful space and atmosphere that was created by having you all there. Um, and kind of made that into much smaller chunks. And so I was curious about um, not only what was happening for you then, but what's happening for you now a year later um, as I create this new space um, for more folks. So um, any words of wisdom you want to give to any aspiring entrepreneurs or novice entrepreneurs or people who feel like they need community from other entrepreneurs? Anything you can help them say?
1: Oh, wow. No pressure. Um, <laughs> no, but lately I've been seeing this meme that says... Um, what is it now? It's like... There are, Well, now there's like two and a half months left in this...
0: Oh, decade? In this
1: decade. Oh, so, do it, you know? Um, and maybe I understand not being ready because I feel like I've been priming myself to um, get my business started for maybe a year or so now, but... Um, take the time to do the small steps I think they are valuable you know for me it's like taking art classes or or challenging myself to draw Um, but take the small steps Mm -hmm. and do them as soon as
0: possible so it can keep your fire lit Mm -hmm. I appreciate that and I appreciate you for sitting still long enough for us to record I know this has been a challenge Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been holding her hand this whole time y'all put that down stop making noise stop tapping that um, but <laughs> but we made it through a whole thirty minutes. Yes, yes. Now we about to get into some sister sister time. Yay! Uh, and now <laughs> all right. So it's been real. We'll be talking with you later. And thank you for being on the show, friend. You're welcome. Happy birthday, Nate. All right. Whoop, whoop. Bye. So if you wanna know more. And you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, mindingmyblackbusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages, under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter, under Minding My Black Biz. So, peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.